Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Hey everyone. I just recorded a podcast with Paola Brown. She is delightful. And if you want to know more about Paola, you can check her out on Instagram. So during the pandemic, she started her Instagram account to teach people about OHI. And she said it mostly was her family and friends. She just wanted to make sure everybody was staying healthy. And if that's any indication of just who she is as a hygienist and as a person, I just love that. She's so passionate about the field of dentistry and primarily dental hygiene. And she is one of those people that I would call a change agent for the profession. I just think that when you ask her a question about the profession, she just lights up and I I think you can't help but hear it in her voice, how excited she is about where the profession is going and what's going to take place in the future and what changes she can make right now and how she's constantly evolving and growing. She has some great advice for students. She's just all over the place with being a content creator. I think it's great how she ended up as a hygienist. She shares that story as well. And to me, it's such a great indication of how most of us just don't really know when we're a little kid what we want to do with our life. But somehow the universe guides us and directs us and doors open, doors close. And somehow through the entire equation of evolution of time, we end up right where we're supposed to be. You learn a little bit about it. She does talk about how things are when you first graduate and what are some of the important things to ask uh, your new office that you're going to be working in and some of the things that you can think about as you move forward in your profession because there's different aspects of dental hygiene. There's so many different specialized areas in the field of dental hygiene alone. And you might figure out that one area of dental hygiene is something that maybe makes your heart skip a beat, where another area of dental hygiene just doesn't appeal to you at all. It's important for you to understand what's going to drive you and where you're going to make an impact and what lights you up. And I think she does such a good job at pointing that out. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did when I spoke with her. Today, I have this wonderful guest. We've just spent about a half an hour just getting to know each other. This is Paola Brown, and she is making waves in the dental hygiene world, which I just love. So whenever there's somebody out there who's paving the way for the next generation, I have to talk to them and get to know what's making them tick and why they love being a hygienist. So Paola please introduce yourself to our students and tell us a little bit about you and your history and what made you become a hygienist. Oh, thank you, Billy. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me here and thank you for letting me be on your podcast so we can share some awareness of the things that are going on outside of school, the real world. Yes. So thank you for world. having me here. <laughs> the real world. 
and thank you for saying my name right. My name is Paola. I am a registered dental hygienist in the state of New Jersey. I've been a hygienist since 2015, so that is about eight years. And I love dental hygiene. In fact, I always wanted to be in dentistry. Well, if you ask my mom, she would tell you I wanted to become a model. Uh, but that didn't happen. She wanted me to be a doctor. And I always thought, well, I could be a dentist. I was born and raised in Colombia. And dental hygienist is not a thing. So on my mind, I always wanted to become a dentist. So my first year of college, I started taking classes for biology. So I can do my undergrad. And I became pregnant with my first son. And that's when my husband said to me, well, I, we're going to have a kid now. We're going to have a son. Uh, how about if you become a hygienist? You can save some money and then you can go back to school. And I remember asking him, what is a dental hygienist? And then he looked at me and he said, the person who cleans teeth. And <laughs> it's so funny because hygienists are not the teeth cleaners, okay? But that is a misconception a lot of people do have. So fast forward, I became a dental hygienist. Not the teeth cleaner, I became a dental hygienist. More like an oral health therapist because yeah. we do more than that. So yeah, so that's my little background. I now have two kids and I'm just very, very passionate about dental hygiene. And I feel that if you are a student, and whatever drives you into becoming a hygienist, the only thing I'm going to tell you is you have to do it because you're passionate about. Because hygienists, we change people's life. And not just change people's life, but also save lives. Yeah. You heard that right. We do save lives. It's all about having your passion drive you for your impact. Because I do think that people don't always realize what it is that we're doing for them. You said it well. You said it well. Tell me, I, I do believe that we all end up on the path that we're supposed to be on. And thank you for sharing your journey, because I do think that when we reflect back on our life, we don't always end up, it's kind of a surprise sometimes that we end up right where we're supposed to be magically, right? And, and we don't always see it coming. And it sounds like you ended up perfectly in dental hygiene, even though you, that wasn't your original plan, right? I think some of the some of the universe helps us become exactly what we're supposed to do, so we can have that impact. So you recently went to Under One Roof and yeah, Evolution. Tell me about <laughs> your experience there. It was great. It was my first time attending RDH Evolution, but second time doing RDH on the one roof. And if you have to go, if you're thinking about it, stop thinking about it. Registration is open for Denver, Colorado next year. By the way, this is not sponsored by any means for RDH Magazine. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Just want to make that clear. I'm just very excited and very passionate because. It's so beautiful to connect with people like you. Mm. It's amazing. And uh, this year they have over, I want to say they had a total of like 1900 dental hygienists under one roof. And it's crazy. It's crazy because this career, no, it's not about just cleaning teeth. 
you can do more, okay? So, and sometimes as a student, you don't really know your passion because dental hygiene has different branches, let's put it that way. So you have to figure out which is the branch that you're going to fall in love with. Or you can you can uh, end it up like me, that you love all the branches. <laughs> right. <laughs> you love the bit. <laughs> but you can do it all, you know. Uh, you know, dental hygiene, besides the clinical part, you can do so much work with it. Uh, you can become a public speaker. You can become a writer. You can do public health, a consultant, sales. I mean, so many things. And I think attending our DH under one roof helps you kind of like, it helps you to find out what you really want to do because you start connecting with other dental professionals and you, you can talk to them about their experience. And it, it really, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's really, really, really beautiful to go there, connect with people, find your passion it gives you so much information that it can be overwhelming, but it's a good overwhelming that literally you go, when you go back to work, it's like, oh my God, wait, I, I can, I, I have to implement this. <laughs> or you can also say, oh my God, I have to quit. <laughs> Maybe I'm not in the right office. Yeah, I think it's so important to network and collaborate with others. And I, I send that message to students vividly and uh, often. When you went to, I know you just got back, uh, when you went to Under One Roof and Evolution, what was the what was the goal or the main theme behind most of the classes? That usually lets us know what the pulse is uh, for the profession right now. Yes. So this year, the goal was to have awareness of how oral health is your overall health. And you're probably tired of listening to this, but it is true. And the goal was to connect with other professionals, not in the dental field, but the medical field. The goal was to connect why is this person with periodontal disease have uncontrolled diabetes, have cardiovascular disease, sleep apnea. So the, the message was to patients see their hygienist more often than any other doctor or specialist. The message is hygienists really need to communicate with other medical professionals about their patient's health. So the same way as we in dentistry take a medical history, we really want those other medical professionals to include in the medical history. When was the last time you saw your hygienist or your, your cleaning or your dentist? Because everything is a connection. So that the goal was to be together, dental and medical together. I love, love that. Because we, we discover so much during our assessment and we are poised to really work and collaborate with other healthcare providers to peel back the layers. Instead of just treating whatever we see, we can actually peel back the layers of each one of our patients to say, okay, how can we improve their life? How can we save their life? How can we work together to make a difference for each and every patient that we treat? And you said it, it's all about the assessment. So in school, you will learn how to take the blood pressure, 
you will learn how to do an oral cancer screening. But out there, you're really going to learn how to screen for sleep apnea, perhaps. You can also learn how to refer patients to an orthodontics. And that's something that I feel is not really being taught in school. Again, I graduated eight years ago. I don't know what the curriculum it is now, uh, but I would actually would love to have, I would love to know if I would be talking about sleep apnea. You know, the hygienist sees everything, you know, sees the airway, sees the tongue, sees all of this is connected to this person who, you know, has been grinding their teeth and all the dentist is doing is recommending a nigger. But we're not really going for the more or why is this happening? I feel like we're just alleviating the symptoms but not curing the cause of it. Uh, and yeah. we want to get to the cause of it. If we to do that, we have to speak with a medical professional. They're going to help us with the cause of it. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And I do think that that collaboration, uh, and it takes some time to build confidence for maybe a new student to actually reach out and talk to a cardiologist about the, the benefits of that discussion, right? So that is built into the curriculum for that interprofessional collaboration between dental hygiene students and other healthcare providers. But what do you think? I do think that a lot of it is continuing ed once they graduate, you know, figuring out more about diabetes and saliva testing and more about sleep apnea and how does ortho play a part in the, the total picture for a patient and talking to people of all ages in all different spectrums about ortho, right? So that education piece goes so much further than just the OHI. So what does that look like for a student just graduating? They're going into their first office and they want to just tackle everything and be that hygienist. What, what, is, what are some of the first steps do you think that they can take? Remembering back eight years to when you graduated, <laughs> what that was like. Oh my goodness. It's going to be not, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. Okay. You will survive. It's going to take time. Okay. I think having a great team uh, makes a huge difference when you work honestly in any area, uh, but having a great team will really help you to do what you really need to do. So when you graduate, uh, you want to, come to the office way beforehand and you want to ask questions okay you want to do not just how much time do i have per patient that question you can ask but also the most important thing is what's going to be included in that amount of time that you are giving me i'm a big believer on assessment first the patient is going to get their cleaning no matter what so I think we really need to spend more time just doing a comprehensive, what really is a comprehensive exam for the patient and assessment. So when I say that, that means taking blood pressure, obviously reviewing medical history, picture stills more than x-rays, okay? Uh, take some internal pictures, please. Will then write on the screen so the patient can see that that's their mouth. When you show patients x-rays, they don't know what they're looking at. 
It doesn't matter what you say. But yeah. when they see the picture of their teeth, it's going to open up their eyes. It's going to open up their attention. And if for some reason you don't have access to an intraoral camera, you can use a mirror. That is going to be your best friend. I think disclosing a patient is very important. I think that's something that a lot of hygienists are missing. Uh, and that's where it starts, to be honest, because we all are preventative, right? So if you don't disclose your patient, how are you going to explain the areas that they're missing? When they see all these colored things and you say, okay, well, you're missing here, you're missing that. So really spending the time. So when you ask the question about how much do I have for a patient, it's more about what's going to be done. Mm. Okay. Prayer your shortening is important. And I know a lot of you hate it because I hated it too. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but I have but you know what? Once you know why you're doing it, you're not going to hate it. Because you know, if you don't probe that patient, they can lose their tooth. Mm. They might have an infection. Yes, a periodontal infection. Remember, oral health is connected to the rest of the body. And it can go on the bloodstream, that infection. So really taking the time to do periosharding. Um so I think that's the best advice that I can give students going into an office is asking about the time, but what's included in that time? Because you really want to spend time doing a comprehensive assessment for your patient. I really like that suggestion because I do think we, I remember when I first graduated and I was so focused on my efficiency, you know, you're just so worried about, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be like a seasoned hygienist right out of the starting line. And it's just, it's really, it's not a realistic goal, but to say what is included in that time, what are the expectations and what what do I have to commit myself to for each patient that I see? And what, what additional things can I bring in, right? And, and are we open to doing additional screenings? And what are your thoughts on this? To find out the philosophy of the office, I think is important to see kind of where you're headed. As you mentioned, those different branches, right? So different offices yes. focus, definitely focus on different things for sure, for sure. Well, that's really solid advice to give a, a new student <laughs> coming out. Tell us a little bit about how your career has unfolded. You're not just in the operatory, right? So you're doing other things. I think it's important for students to think about some of their other likes, desires, wants, wishes, dreams, pursuits, whatever. And how does that all kind of weave together like a little blanket that makes you who you are in your career? Well, right now, I, besides the clinical side, which I love because I really have love <laughs> spending uh, time with my patients and really educating. I think that's the key. I think we all have to remember uh, that yes, it's preventative, but it also is education. So, you know, Going back to what I said before about the assessment and this and the doctor, you're going to see obstacles like patients that are going to ask questions like, why are you doing this? Like, I never have done this before. Like, no, I just came here to get my teeth clean and you're just making this a whole hour of just talking to me. 
So when you do all these things, you really have to explain to the patient why you're doing it. So when I opened my Instagram account, um, it was just to give the message to, you know, patients and people that were stuck at home because this was during the pandemic on how to brush and how to floss. Again, education. Now, when I started posting my videos, I got a lot of feedback about my scrubs. And I know it has nothing to do <laughs> with brushing and flossing. But, you know, I, I continue with it. And I continue with it because, one, um, I feel like I'm modeling. Like that little girl who wanted to model now is modeling, but in scrubs. And, and I never forget the day, the day before I took my boards, my professor said to me, remember, if you look good, you feel good. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the way you look is the way you feel and it's going to give you confidence. And it could be as simple as just having nice, um, not wrinkle scrubs. <laughs> I have to say this again, not, not wrinkle scrubs. Because when you present yourself good, people trust you. And I hate to give this example, and I'm not going to pick on any specific uh, lab, but it's like when you go to have your blood drawn for like tests, and you see all this, at least here, I don't know about other states, I can only talk about my experience here in New Jersey. They all look miserable. <laughs> all of them. They look, they look like their scrubs are wrinkled, they have dirty shoes, and then me, I'm hesitating if I should go in and have my blood taken. You know, like a simple thing. And really, like when you, it's just like anything else. Like if you go to a restaurant and if it's dirty, you're going to walk out. I will hope. Yeah. I hope you walk out. And so I think, um, you know, having clean scrubs and wrinkle and clean shoes. And, you know, it, it really gives you confidence to, talk to this patient we really have to put things personal outside and you're there for them and besides on the preventative side we're also a good therapist they love seeing us they love it so you know they tell you all these things um but yeah but you can do more on the uh clinical side so now what i'm doing is a lot of um content creator Okay, I, I hate to see I hate to say influencer because that's not the right word. Uh, I'm more of a content creator, so that could be scrubs, that could be a map wash, it could be products that I'm fascinated because I really love discovering new things for to make my life in the clinic a lot easier. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, and to your point, people judge you on that first impression when they see you. And I think you're right on the money. You know, students are graded and, and it's explained to them how important their scrubs are. So for you to drill that home after they graduate is much appreciated <laughs> from the professors out there. Uh, I noticed on your Instagram account that you have a sponsor, TheraBreath. Can you tell me a little bit about that mouthwash and why you like that? Oh, yes, absolutely. So TheraBreath, it has been honestly my number one recommendation to patients because they have they're, they're very passionate as i am connecting oral health 
and overall health. Going back to RDH under one roof that I recently attended, they actually did a sponsorship with um, Orange Theory Fitness, and that's bringing awareness. Uh, they have a different line of different mattress for different purposes. So per se, they have healthy gums. Okay, so that's just going to complement uh, your brushing and flossing routine. It doesn't have alcohol. It's actually made by a dentist. Oh, that's which good. Is great. Yes. And it also, it doesn't have any of those bad stuff that you don't want in your body. Again, connecting overall health, oral health with overall health. And also, they have a line for dry mouth. So, like we say before, if you have, if you screen a patient for sleep apnea, or if they're having a CPAP per se, or even just a NIGAR, you know, those mouth breathers. And even if they don't have any of these appliances, if a pay, it really helps them. Um, so that's what I'm at right now with TheraBreath. It's just uh, bringing awareness of how a mouthwash, that it's not just a mouthwash, it's really connect, it's giving the message to everybody about connecting with the rest of the body. Oh, For some reason, a lot, a lot of the patients think that the, the mouth is separate. Yes. <laughs> and the reason and, the, and how you bring it up in a funny way, because it's it really funny, but it gets the message. Like when you eat, where does it go? Does it stay in the mouth? No. So <laughs> I think that's like an icebreaker. <laughs> when you want to talk to your patient about the overall health. You yeah. know, if you if your gums are not healthy, you know, the, the teeth has nerve. There's blood supply. <laughs> what do you think? They have different blood than your arms or your legs? <laughs> <laughs> I love that because that kind of that it's it makes it very simple and very straightforward and it's easier to say to a patient without making them feel like, you know, hey, listen, this is how it is. I like that approach. That's really good. That's what I do. I'm like, when you eat, does it stay in your mouth? No. Where does it go? To the rest of the body. It's a whole <laughs> process. But it begins there. Yeah. That's where it begins. And I think that's very important to, you know, again, bring awareness of healthy mouth. Uh, thorough breath can help you with that and help your patients with that. Yeah, It's pretty easy compliance as well mouthwash it starts in the mouth yeah. nutrition is another subject but also you know we're talking about how after you eat <laughs> yes i know there's so many aspects of our of of our learning and what we are experts at and we have this captive audience in our chair that's you know kind of vulnerable because we're in their personal space and they're, they're there for the education, they're there for the prevention, and we can't help but include nutrition in that part of the conversation because, you know, we're trying to fight periodontal disease and caries, and it all kind of comes down on us because we spend so much time with each patient. Not, never enough, but that whole- Never enough, no. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why it's important to have that assessment. I think is. um very important that whatever office you go for I think the cleaning can wait yeah you know uh, you can spend probably 20 minutes just doing an assessment with one patient but you can also spend 40 minutes because everyone is different so the message is you really take your time remember this 
your patient is going to get their teeth clean. They're going to get it clean. But first, we need to know what we're looking at. You know, you can save your patient's life just by taking the blood pressure. You know, you can save your patient's life by looking at the airway. You can save your patient's life by doing an ortho recommendation. All these things. Also, I mean, this is a topic that I'm not an expert, but I do uh, want to learn more. But salivary testing. Yes. You know, that's that's going to be the new thing. And I mean, it's it's just going to be more awareness. It's, it's been there. It's just yes. not everyone is doing it. And we want everyone to do it, including myself. So we all, let's all learn together. Well, it's important for us to know what bacteria we're trying to fight against in the patient's Correct. mouth. So let's check the saliva to find out what pathogens this patient has in there so that we know how to best treat it. And, you know, it's in, it's a great tool for teaching and educating the patient. Here are the pathogens that are in your saliva. We tested your saliva. Now we know just like when a patient has blood work and they go back and they see their doctor and the doctor tells them their triglycerides and their cholesterol when they're seeing us and we're telling them they have this disease, now we've done a test that says, you have periodontal disease and here are the pathogens that are elevated in your, mm -hmm. in your mouth when we're looking in your mouth. And so we need to treat it. And here's the antibiotic that's recommended or, or here's the treatment recommendation for this particular situation. I think it's great. I think it's great that we're going in that direction because it will only educate the patient even more on what they need to do for prevention. Yes. I agree. I totally agree. And again, we're going to be working together with other medical professionals. I really hope that the next time I go for my physical, he asked me when was the last time I saw my dentist. Yes, that is. Although so I should say my hygienist. Because when you put that question, like when was the last time you saw your dentist? You know, patient can answer, well, two months ago, I had a tooth extracted. Mm. You have to think about the people that just go for the limits. Mm. So I think it's really important not to ask, when was the last time you saw your dentist? But more like, when was the last time you had your teeth cleaned? I think that's the question that should be in the medical history. I agree with you 100% because think about what we ask a patient. We ask them, when was the last time you saw your doctor? And when was your last physical? Because we're looking for that exact information because there are some patients who do not go for routine preventive care. They just go when they're sick or they just go when they have a problem. And, and likewise in the dental community, right? So that question, having that follow-up question is when the last time you've seen the hygienist, that's going to mm -hmm. give us that same level of information that we're looking for when we ask about a physical. So that's a really good point, Paola. Thank you. And again, I just want to tell all the students that we are not the teeth cleaners, okay? <laughs> We're not the tooth scraper. You are an oral health therapist, yes. And to be able to be an oral health therapist, you have to have the passion. I don't know which passion you're going to fall into because there are many branches. But if you're listening to this, I hope you find that passion. And if you don't know that passion yet, then go, then come to our DH under one roof. You will find it. You'll connect with so many people and you will find it.
that's a really great message. And I think that's a nice place to end our podcast. I would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered. Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much. Thank you.